bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let what? people go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm trying to get all this stuff straight. 833-212-1017. Ludus. Ooh. Hurts my ears. Anyway. Thank you for listening, and good night. (laughs) Because that's how I feel. So I got a couple questions because it's Tuesday. And Tuesdays, I tend to ask more questions than any other day. I'm starting to notice I'm, 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 I'm turning into, you know, if a, a habitual person of habit. Right. Asking questions on certain days, doing things. You know, Friday is pop off Friday. Usually something will get me a little riled up and then I. Go off on Friday. So this time it's Tuesday and I have a question. So why is the, and and I'm going to let you do your own rendition of what it is. Of, of the definitions of the words I use. I'm, I'm going to let you handle that. I'm just going to put it out there. Why is the modern black man struggling? Why? What happened to the black man? Is there, is there something I'm missing? 
Or is there something in the water? Or what, what is it? What is it about black men in America today that they're struggling? Is it actually because black women get, you know, come in some rooms and suck up all the oxygen, you know, get hired, get jobs, get leadership positions, all that? And I know women are screaming and hollering all over the world right now and we're going to get him. Ah, I get it. I'm just speaking in terms of the fact that black men have jobs. They've got families. They've got businesses. They've got pretty much everything anyone who wants something should have, but yet they struggle. Let me rephrase that. We struggle. And I'm trying to figure out why. 833-212-1017 is the number. And my secondary question is, what are black men waiting for? Like, when when are they going to kick in and start getting stuff done? I learned when I was in my late 30s, early 40s, that black men, and in, and in some cases women, come into their struggle in terms of what they are willing to do for the rest of their life in their 30s. That job they're going to retire from, that position they've always wanted, tends to become clear, and they then have clarity in their late 30s, and then they fight and work and are then able to create it by the time they're 60. Black women seem to have gotten everything they wanted, right? Jobs, family, not all the negative stuff. I get it. I know the negative comes with everything, but have the ability to choose when they want to choose and not choose when they want to choose. I talked about it the other day have the ability to have a door open for them because they want it open to treat them like a lady and then holler and scream at you for opening the door because they're independent. Well, they don't want you to. Men don't seem to have that luxury. We have to hustle, work, deal with everything. And, and I'm not saying men are better than women and women are better than men. I'm saying they're different. But I'm trying to ask the men, what, what happened? Where did all the fight go? Where did all the tenacity, the grit, and the compassion and the loving go? Where did it go? And here's what I blame the struggle on. Number one, men tend to not have an idea of what they want to do when in high school and college. Number two, we tend to allow other people to speak into our lives as to what we can and can't do. Number three, when we start to fight and fail, 
we quit. Now, I know those are generalities, but those are struggles that I've had that I've had to overcome. And so when people see the you today, it's not the you that I was 20 years ago or 40 years ago. It was a struggle. It was it was a fight. To tell people what you wanted to do and literally have people laugh in your face. Oh, you'll never be able to do that. You're not smart enough for that. I went an, an extremely long time doing something. And I hope Rob holds on till after the break. Because he's talking about my point. What was it? Number three or four? Feeling that you have that um, imposter syndrome. Thinking that everything that you've accomplished when you look over and you see a white person and they have the same thing or even less, they're going to end up with more by virtue of who they are. Not to mention... Black people tend to do it to each other, too. It's like being in a room and you can't occupy the same space at the same time with another black person. Because many times they feel you're in their space. So if you've ever been black and gone in a place that was predominantly white and then you're the second or third black person in, you feel kind of alienated because they either don't want you there or they've been the one whose voice has always been listened to and now they might lose it. But now it's time to step up. It's time to map out your life plan. And when you can't make it, you need to make sure you change. Now, this is me talking. Don't have a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, you'll never quite do plan A because we get lazy. And when we get lazy, we slack off. And when we slack off, we fail. You have to step up, get it done, win or lose. And if you lose, start over. You've got a lifetime. If you're alive and breathing, you have time. But speaking of time, there's one thing you have to always remember. Each, each, each year, each month, each week, each day, each hour, each second, you're getting older. And out of all the work that you do and all the great things that you do and all the fighting and losing and winning and overcoming and learning and experiencing there's only one thing that you need to take away from today. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, you have to remember father time is undefeated. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new one Oh one seven, the truth, the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next. On 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Rob, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm not well. Thanks for having me, Dr. Harris. I appreciate it. Yeah, you touched on a lot of stuff. You, you hit the nail kind of on the head there. I want to say what I like to call we suffer as black men what we lack with an inferior complex syndrome or self-doubt. We feel inferior to others that are doing things that we want to do that we're not getting that stride in, getting ahead in, and we're not getting any luck in. The same thing that we have, but others are doing it, and we're not getting advanced in it. So therefore, that's causing it. Sometimes our significant other causes to that and our own self-doubt. And also, you know, just a lot of times that, like you said, we be in a room with people that look like us and they're doing it our own kind, our own color. African-American black men and women are doing it. And we can't, we're talking about black men. So black men are doing it and they don't want to give us any assistance or any tidbits on how they did it or because we're going to take their shine. So we tend to have that on our back. I like to call it what I did as pursuing my master's degree when I just graduated. I wanted to give up so bad. Mm-hmm. I almost did give up. I know that I feeling. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this because I, I got started it. I'm going to finish. And I yep. cried. Yep. I cried. I cried. Yep. I, writing the yep. papers, man. And I, was, I said, you know what? I came this close. Talked to my academic advisor. She said, you can do this. You got this. But you got to find resources. I like to call it the three P's, and it's not the PPP loan. I live by patience, persistence, and perseverance. Bam, there today it is. I was, there it is. You know, today, patience, persistence, perseverance. Today I was on a call with my business partner, business advisor, with the business that I'm working on, helping me out with that, sending emails and networking still, and running into hiccups with that. But still, I'm not giving up on that. It's just delayed. Delayed, not denied. That's what I like to say. You got to believe that. Delayed, not denied. And you get a plan, and you work that plan until it comes to first and stream like that plan and working until it comes to life. That's what I got to say. So when do you know to change? When do you know to say, this isn't working, let me do something else? For me, I don't see nothing else. I see only one thing. I see it working. I don't see nothing else. If you, I guess you can say, if you're not getting nowhere, I guess for some... If you're not getting no results out of a certain X amount of time, maybe you might want to consider it. But if you're getting results, if you're getting progress, right. then you want to keep going if you're getting progress. But if you ain't getting no progress after a certain amount of time, you might want to try something else, and maybe that's not it. But for me, I'm getting progress. I made progress from the time that it came from ground zero up until now, and I keep getting progress, so I'm going to keep moving forward with it. And so I get it's in my heart. It's in my blood. I breathe it and I know it and I own it. I guess I wanted to give up on the business too, but mm-hmm. then it keeps coming to life saying, Keep working it, keep working it, keep working it. If God don't let it out of your heart and it keeps coming to life and you say, right. I'm gonna stop this and you keep you come back to you and say, Nope, you gotta do this and you get a you get a little ed segue, then you know it's for you. But if you ain't getting no segue and you say, You know what, I don't wanna do this more, you get that feeling, give up try something different but for me i see this i'm getting progress so i ain't giving up to the end result end result nobody likes the process but they want the end result but nobody wants to see the refining gold once the gold you know how gold is refined 
They put it through the testing and they refine it and refine it and it comes out beautiful. Yep. But nobody knows the process. The sand it took sand is blown and made that's into right. gold. That's right. But they don't know how to refine it. You got to go through the refinery process, and that's what I'm doing right now. Gotta test you to see how how you want to do it, but you gotta stick with it, man. Don't give up. To anybody that's listening, if you got something, you making progress, even a little movement is better than no movement. All right. Thank you much, Rob. I appreciate it. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I couldn't say that any better than Rob did. So everything that I've done in my life, I had a drive that I I could not quench. I couldn't get it. Like I tried to quit, find a different way, and it worked out. And I always thought the struggle was me. You know, well, if I if I do it, I shouldn't run into any trouble. No, if you do it, you're going to run into trouble probably 10 times more than you thought you could take. And then when you're successful at it, you know, you can take even more. And so I have always had the drive to want a Ph.D. I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I had it, but it just drove and drove and drove. And I knew when I was headed up for the interview at Marion University and I and my car broke down and my engine locked and I had to get a new engine. I said, that means I'm not supposed to get it. So I called the guy and said, hey, not going to make it. He said, no worries. I'll see you next week. I'm like, okay. Showed up the following Tuesday for class and that was that. Was it a struggle? It was the most painful thing I've probably, probably the second most painful thing I've ever done in my life. But yet, I stuck at it because it wouldn't go away. And everything I've had, everything I've done, I didn't give up. When I was thinking about going into radio here, I had to talk myself into sending in my resume and rewriting my resume, all that. Because I'm like, well, dude, you got this, you got this, you got that, you got that. What, what, what are you doing? This is, this is, but it, it gnawed at me to where I had to do it. And I didn't tell anybody I didn't share it with anybody. I just did it. And then it didn't work. And then it worked. And you know it worked when you win Best Radio Show Large Market. That's how you know stick to it. Stick to it. Is that stick to itiveness and fighting and driving? Even when the days I didn't want to come in, I was sick and I didn't feel like it and I couldn't, could barely talk, I still. Did my show. I don't think I missed any shows the first year except when I was working at State Fair. Like, I literally didn't take any days off. That's how important it was. Until you reach your pinnacle. But you can't quit. 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you are on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Uh, the answer to your question, and this is just from my point of view, I think a lot of it deals with uh, one man's mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say maybe religion, because a lot of people are, are dependent on an answer from God. And I look at my father on how he has came so far, and he's a man of many great talents, education, licenses, and he has that can-do attitude, right. and I look at myself, and I always tell people, only you can do it. 
I will never pray for you because I don't want you to depend on a prayer or a higher power. Can I ask I you a question, you Al? On Al, yourself. Al I, I get it, but why is it that you always tend to crap on people that are religious and downplay and dog how they believe and how they pray? Why do you do that? Well, you can pray all day. That's not I mean, what that, I asked hey, you. Dude. That's not what I asked you because you, know. you said that it's not going to work. And I'm asking you why you said that. Well, because it's a reality. People get No, so that's your reality. Well, but I really no, get well, tired I'm, of every time you call in, you figure out a way to say that religion is crap. Well, I'm just being honest because if religion was so strong and God No, was don't powerful, do that. No, no, no. Talk for you. But don't talk and for that, everybody and else. And that's, that's real. No, it's because not real. Safe. Not for me. No, yes, no. If God's so good, why did he allow black people to suffer? He allowed white people, Hispanic, Asian, yes. Pacific Islander, everybody to he, suffer. So What's allowed, your point? So he allowed... He is a, so, did he so you want life easy? So you want life easy? Yeah. Did he, did he allow? I love white people, baby. I love white. I people. I do too. Okay. I but love everybody. We're not gonna sit here. No, and you're sit not. Here no, no. Like, speak for oh. me. Don't speak for me. Speak for you. Don't speak for me. Speak for you. We're not gonna do that. Okay, we're then we're not. But but listen. We're not gonna do that, and we can't be answer biased. the question. Can't be what? We're not gonna be biased today. I'm not. We're not gonna. That's do why I'm asking you a question. That's why I asked you the question. You seem to put it in everything that you say. And I was just trying to wonder why. That's your truth. That's your experience. Speak for you. That I respect. Okay, well, black people. No, don't speak for black people. Speak for Al. Okay, so that's what holds black people back. That's what because held you back? Did like, it hold you back? No, it didn't hold me back. Hold, I don't depend on God. I depend I on God, depend and on I got God. everything that I have okay. because of God. I got everything I need. I don't depend I need. on him, period, I and I got everything okay. I got, too. Okay, I don't depend on God. I don't depend on church. I don't depend on none of it. I can tell, so but what I'm asking you to do, but what I'm, but what I'm asking okay. you not to do, Al, is don't poo-poo on somebody else. You cannot believe it, and I get it, and I respect the fact that you feel and believe that. You, you asked, but what I I'm asking, an to but what I was asking if you, was, but you still haven't answered the question. Why do you not like religion? Because it's a bunch of garbage that hold black people back. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, you reading a book that's been written over ten thousand times. Okay, and you sit here and look for a uh, spirit. An entity to do something okay. that will allow you to suffer. So why do you and hate it so much? Done nothing for black. People. So why do you hate I it so much? I don't hate it. I just speak against it because why? it holds black people back. It what did it do to you? Back from voting. But it sounds it personal. Black people together. Really? It only brings black people together. Man, for you better learn death. your history, Al. You better learn no, your I history. Know my history. Well, well, I know my, my history really? does not involve cracking the joke for a white woman to make her feel comfortable. Those are your words, not mine. Have a great day. I said my piece, and I said what I said, and I stand on what I said. I'm not a follower. I'm an independent thinker. I don't know whether to say something or laugh. But he proved my point. Sounds like he doesn't like religion, but I still don't know why. How can you not like something so vehemently, but then say you don't like it because of what it did to black people? Because I can say I love it because of all the things it's done for black people. But if you understand and know your history and the history of the same scripture and the same gospel that white people use to hold us back, 
by skipping words in the Pauline epistles, but yet when you read it, strengthened us, which is why they didn't want us to learn how to read. So I don't get what he's talking about. And I totally disagree, but I respect the fact that he feels that way. I wish he would have personalized it so that I could understand his personal reason why. But I get him saying that he didn't like it because of what it did to black people. But I don't see that. I'm not a follower. I'm not, you know, suckered into believing something. What I would really want to ask Al is, why don't you respect people the way you want to be respected? But I guess that's neither here nor there. James, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you, sir? Oh, fine. You're still not Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great. Hey, hey, exactly. Hey, you, you know, let me say this first and foremost, just now. Let me congratulate you on your, uh, give you accolades on your accomplishments. And uh, I've been a minister for like 23 years now. And when you see what you're saying about like having a there's certain thing that has to get done, it, it reminds me of Jeremiah when he said it's like fire shit up in my bones. Mm-hmm. And, and as a minister, it's like sometimes the, the Lord will give you, and it's based on my relationship with God, he'll give you something to share with somebody or someone. And it's like it just irks you until you get it off of you. You just yep. got to kind of just get it out, yep. you know. And, and, and so at the end of the day, you know, uh, uh, Al, okay, well, just keep doing what you're doing. Remember, religion didn't do anything to black people. People did something to black people. Correct. It wasn't really, the, the Bible didn't do anything. So, uh, again, Dr. King, I know you're feeling, you understand. And like I said, I can say this about me, and I'm going to say this to let you go. Like, uh, when the Lord would give me something to share with somebody, I didn't do it. It would, like, kind of irk me for a while, but then I would get kind of honorary, you know, <laughs> until, I, until I got it off me, you know. Yep. Yeah, until I got it off. And once I got rid of it and said what needed to be said, it's like, okay, there it is and said, you know. But, again, Congratulations on all your accomplishments and give you accolades. And God bless you on all your future endeavors. All your endeavors in two, whatever they may be. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you, James. Take care. All right. You too. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. And I know Al's going to keep listening and Al's going to keep calling. And I respect how he feels and what he thinks and what he says. And and I'm not, if you notice, I'm not even trying to change his mind. So it is what it is. Thank you for calling Al. Thank you for calling James. Thank you for calling Rob. The truth is now home of Milwaukee, Marquette, University, high school football. We have a battle for the top spot in the greater Metro Conference as the Marquette Hilltoppers take on their conference rival. The undefeated Sussex Hamilton Chargers kickoff is at 7 p.m. this Friday night. Pre-game starts at 6.30. Tory Lowe show is at 6 o'clock. That's a deal. You don't want to miss high school sports on the award-winning 101.7. The truth is sponsored by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 101.7. The truth, the truth app and 101.7. The truth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. We got talk. We got text. We got top five at five coming. We got a whole, whole, whole bunch of stuff coming up. But first, we have Michael on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you, Michael? I'm doing all right. If you gave me a couple of thousand, I could do better. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, I guess I, I guess that's a no, huh? Yeah, that's a no. Okay, then. Well, I'll, I guess I'll get into what I talked about. All right. I, <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was, you know, I, was, I listened to various people who talk talk about the Bible, saying it did this and it did that as far as enslaving black people. But I'm reminded of a person who was not a professing Christian, in fact, was a member of the Nation of Islam. He's passed away now. His name was Khalid Muhammad. Even he says nothing wrong with the Bible. It's just that sometimes people misteach it. It basically, if people were to take the Bible in its context, there's no way, if you're intellectually honest, that you're going to come to the conclusion that the Bible in and of itself promotes slavery, particularly for black people. It doesn't Correct. at all. Correct. As a matter of fact, I'll go as far as say the Bible's the blackest book that I can read from an uh, African cultural perspective. That is true. Yeah. Ironically, that's the, that's the, ironically yeah. I am actually reading a book. Well, technically, I don't read books anymore. I listen to them on Audible. But I'm, I'm listening to a book, and it is one of the most profound books that I've ever read, Reading While Black, African Americans' Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. You know, I'm going to have to order that book, Reading While Black, huh? It is the it's most difficult. liberating book I've ever read because what it talks about is— Whites, and I talked about it the other day, whites have created a position in Scripture that supports loving God, praying for the government, supporting police, all that stuff, because that's what's important to them. And then when you don't follow what they think you should follow, you're wrong. But what they, And that's why they bash black liberation theology. But what they miss are the loving things about Scripture in the Pauline epistles and, and, and the other New Testament books that actually give us love and hope and charity. Mm-hmm. And they just skip right. past it like, well, but that'll help black. That'll help. That's why black people are out of slavery today. That's why we have what we have today. But yet, yeah, but yet mm-hmm. white evangelical groups pretend like it's not in there. Oh, you don't need DEI. Yeah. You don't need all that. That's what made us what we are today. The Bible. I'm going to say this, too. I got interested in ancient African history a long time ago from first reading the Bible, particularly the Old Testament. Uh Very. And and that's why I guess I always, I'm always mystified. I'm I'm never stopped being amazed when I hear people say, oh, the Bible is a white man's religion and uh, it it, it promotes slavery. Oh, my goodness. It's like a lot of people are reading the Bible out of context. Well, what they're got, reading is it. a white evangelical oh. context. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're looking at and they're looking at it through their eyes. Right. You have to look at it through your own eyes. You got to right. of course, but you got to look at it through your own eyes. And bluntly, you got you got to get material that you got to get background material right. of what the Hebrew people are talking about, what's going on, why they did what they did. You got to. It makes the Bible a lot more fun and a lot more mm-hmm. interesting to say. All right. And a little by. Yes, it is. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. 
833-212-1017 is the number. Let me get to the first one. AJ said, uh, your show wouldn't be bad if you didn't cut people off when they have a different opinion of yours. I cut Al off because, and then, of course, this person says, let Al talk, your show sucks. I'm not going to let you talk if you don't answer my question. I asked a very pointed question, and it got walked all around but never quite touched because, and this is this is my perspective, and you can disagree if you like, something deeper seems to irk some people when they call. And I wanted to get to the root of it because every time it always turns to religion and bashing Christianity. And so my question is, what has it done to you? Not what it's done to black people. That's, that's easy, right? Why are you so vehemently negative about religion? That's what I wanted to know. But thank you, AJ. I appreciate it. Um, that's your opinion. I challenge this comment. That's what I do. I wanted my question answered on my show, period. That's it. Thank you for commenting, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It's, it's, I hear what you say, but if you believe what, the only reason you're arguing with me, AJ, is because you agree with what Al says, and I disagree. And that's it. And I get to argue it, right? I get to argue that. I have to admit, there's some things and there's some stuff people going to say that I'm not going to let come on my show. I let Al come on my show. But there's some things some people say that are just wrong. Not wrong as in I disagree, but wrong because it can cause damage or, or mislead. That's what I'm talking about. Al didn't do any of that. He spoke his truth. I'm just trying to let him know. But when you start telling me that you're the one that's right and I'm wrong, and then somebody complains that I think I'm right, well, why is it okay for Al to think he's right and I can't think I'm right? Okay. AJ, no, no, wait a minute. No, no, not AJ. And thank you for that, AJ. 414-416 said, Alan, this is because, you know, this is all a scam. Read your history, begin with the first council. Eh. I, I get that you disagree with Christianity and that people, you know, Christianity and any other modern religion is largely responsible for the trauma to our black people. It's not. People are. Religion never hurt you. Religion never beat you. Religion never killed you. People did. People use something. You, you do understand when they read the Bible in slavery days, they only let white preachers preach and they skipped passages in the New Testament in the epistles that would have given black people hope. Like, think about that. But I digress. If you believe religion is destructive to our people, I appreciate that. I totally and 100% disagree. Um, <laughs> and, and here's what I don't want you to do. Don't beat up Al for speaking his opinion. Don't do that. Al has a right. Al's been a listener since day one. And, and I respect him for speaking his, what he believes. Um, 
Nah, 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 nah we're not we're not gonna say that because because again when when you when you say negative stuff about people I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, Lt said, Doctor Ken, I hate how we as black men are judged and stereotyped more than any other race and gender on the planet. When the news shows footage of black kids stealing and all those California people try to make them seem like it's all of us or basically any crime. This doesn't happen to any other race and it allows us and it follows us from our younger years all the way through the job market. Yes, it does. I also believe that it is harmful that we are the only race possibly that holds athletes and rappers or musicians as idols other than doctors, more than doctors, lawyers or scholars. I think certain avenues do, but I don't know if certain avenues. Um, I, I, I think it's okay if you want to hold an athlete and a rapper and a musician, as long as you are clear in understanding that the, the, the percentage of those people winning is significantly low. Avery said, I own that book. Phenomenal. Yes, it is. Um, when we come back, um, talking text line. And your call, 833-212-1017 is the number. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. 414-619 said, Al hates organized religion because he knows it's all a scam. Read your history. It began with the First Council of Nicaea, the Constantine, and the Nicene Creed. And before you judge me, I love the creator. Why would I judge you? Anyway, um, I love the creator, and for me, that's all that matters. To answer your other question, Christianity and any other modern organized religion is largely responsible for the trauma to our black men and, moreover, our people. I would say it's the people, not the religion. Me beating you with a baseball bat, you shouldn't blame, you shouldn't blame the baseball bat maker. You should blame the person using it. But this person goes on to say it is also destructive to our people. I completely and totally 110% disagree because I can find a good number of millions of people that will tell you the opposite, but I hear what you're saying. Um, what white people want for us to do is believe in Jesus. They're content. Their something is to continue to enslave our minds. How is, how is religion enslaving our minds? But I'm not going to get deep into the religion thing because we got other stuff to talk about. Sarah Note said. So many try to do it, but it is those who garner control that see it as a threat and put a stop to that. Marcus Garvey, Martin. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King all had plans to get blacks to see a different America, but they got silence. But we've had people other than that. Right? I mean, we've had people. <clears throat> That's a whole other show for Black History Month, right? 
Why do we constantly, like when I walk in a school and I look and all I see is Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman, like no one's done anything since 1968? All the greatness we have around us, all the newness we have around us, and we keep seeing the same pictures. And schools keep buying the same crap and putting it on the wall. But yet someone today, right, we give more accolades, and, and they were right, athletes, actors, musicians, rappers, than we do people who have made a significant non-creative, but substantial contribution to America, then black America. It's, it's important that we remember that, and I talked about it last week, black first. How about you just being first? When we start attaching all the things to make it seem like it's great when it's not, when you're number 13, right? It was great that Coco Golf won the U.S. Open. Why we had to tack on that she was only 19 years old and she's the second youngest to win takes away from the fact that Serena Williams did it first, but she actually did it. Hi, let's just be happy that she won and she's number one. She won the U.S. Open. I think she's ranked number two now or number three, something like that. Think about that. The greatness of what she did, and you minimized it by saying, oh, well, she was second. And the second youngest person. So what? She stands on her greatness by her accomplishment because she beat everybody. That's great. That's what I'm talking about. But that's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, no, it's not just them, but they pay the ultimate price. There's no difference on when they quartered. and <laughs> Yeah, we know that. So let me also ask this question. At, at what point do we never forget but move forward from slavery? And I'm just asking the question, don't charge it to my head and not my heart. At what point do we move away from slavery and start to come into the realization that that was then and this is now and take advantage of today? Because we keep dragging it around like a ball and chain. And I'm not saying forget, please don't ever forget, but we need to make sure that we can move forward by letting some of that trauma go. Yes, there's trauma growing up black. Yes, there's trauma being racially victimized. Yes, there's. And and so somebody said to prove that you as black folks will always be under our thumb as a race. I'm not under any white man's thumb like ever. I'll move around, quit, go where I need to go. That's just me. But you got to get to that place where you could do that. And that's where I hope, and I think that's where I see black men struggle. So it's safe to say drugs aren't the problem, but the people are. Depends on your perspective. If your perspective is in a place where drugs seem to be the issue, but so people can get their lives together, sure. 
But there are multiple things in our community that are issues, education, drugs, family structure, all those things. Good parents, bad parents, loving parents, not so loving parents. Makes no sense. It's like suing gun manufacturers for people that shoot people when the person went and got the gun. And if they couldn't find a gun, they would have got a knife. If they couldn't find a knife, they went and got a bat. Makes no sense that we're going to sue car makers for making cars that people can break into instead of punishing the people that are committing a crime. Makes no sense to me. Completely and totally illogical. CR knows that you can't go over the enslaving process until it's rectified. It ain't going to get rectified. Like, what, like where, where you at? They will not rectify it. You will not get reparations. And if you keep holding on to it, I'm not saying don't fight, but if you keep holding on to it, that's going to be like a ball and chain. We're going to have to make our own. And I, and I, I get it. I would love for us to get reparations. I have ideas on how to get it but they're not going to give it because we're not in charge and we're not in power because we keep pulling each other down. Talking text line and your calls. 833-212-1017 is the number. Top five at five. You're listening to the truth. And maybe we'll get to it more, but that just kind of got to me. 